magnify the Lord. I got some. I got something for some those that are looking for evidence. I got. I'm talking to those that are or or out here playing CIS and I could act like they are the crime scene. Huh. God delivered me from homosexual, and I come by here to let the detectives know. I stop by here to let you and your detectives in your crime scene people know. That you won't find no evidence over here because God is a deliverer. Look at your neighbor and say, it is already done, already done. He's a deliverer. So those that out here feeding Satan and throwing rocks behind their hands, I'm here to let you and your detectives know that the case has been closed. You ain't gonna find no evidence on me because I am delivered. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Cookies and Shit. Cookies and Shit. Cookies and Shit. <laughs> I couldn't think of. <laughs> I couldn't think of another song or anything. <laughs> so, um, Doyen, how's everything going? What are you drinking? Feels like I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, you know, like voice to voice talk. It feels oh, like, yeah. <laughs> even though, I mean, it's, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So you know how like there's that meme that's like a girl online dating and she's like, I am at this guy. Never mind. Yes. Yes. She is I. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am with books right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, this weekend, I really, really got into Queenie. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the March Book of the Month options, and I kind of read it in different places. But basically, they describe it as Bridget Jones' Diary Meets um, Americana. Okay. And it's just a really cute book. The girl, her life is a mess, but, you know, she's super relatable in some ways. And she has a lot of childhood traumas that manifest into her dating life. And okay. it's really interesting. I like it. I'm almost done. <laughs> Wait, did you finish American no, Marriage? <laughs> See, I, I am struck I am struggling. I am still stuck on the same book because I and I don't like it, which is what's got me stuck here. Uh -huh. But it's like I can't stop. I have to finish it. Um, and I was once told that you really should, like, if you don't like the book, put it down and yeah. do some read something else. But it's like I can't. Can't <coughs> wait. Are you okay? <coughs> oh, sorry, choking on Jen. <laughs> no, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I was about to try to call Texas nine one one. I don't. Know. You know, you take that sip and then it just goes down the wrong way, and then you're like, "Is this how it ends?" If we ever get famous enough to like. <laughs> do this show like with actual video <laughs> people are gonna trip my eyes got i mean you should have seen <laughs> i had a total look of panic come across my face i'm over here like at two booths <laughs> like <laughs> oh, i'm sorry it's all right guys it's all right it's all right it's all right I'm okay. She I'm good. Okay. She good. She good. Okay. So um, tell us about your week other than your book reading. 
Um, I also went to go see my boo, so it was fun being with him, getting on each other's nerves. Oh, <laughs> and um, what else did you do that really got on my nerves? Would you like to share that with the people? I forgot to tell you when I was at the airport <laughs> when I was leaving. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I for- <laughs> I I forgot about that, and I forgave you for that. Because I moved on. Y'all, Doyen decides she like to play with danger, see? She like adventure. So she decides to get right in front of the freaking Scientology church building. And take pictures! And I'm like, bitch! They were giving a free personality test. Doyen, listen. I I am not... Listen, I... Y'all... See, Doya has not seen. Becca backed me up. <laughs> Becca was like, okay, they're going to be at your door. <laughs> Doya, I am not playing with you. <laughs> like, I'm laughing and shit, but it ain't funny and shit. <laughs> Just taking pictures of shit in front of the false church. And Where's knowing they crazy. I wasn't like stopped and hopped out the car. That picture was that picture did not have any blur. It did not have any whiz to it. Like you at least stopped to take the picture. No, I just told him to slow down. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, did you and Bay have a good time? We had a blast. <laughs> good. good, good, good. Um, for my drink, it is another production by Pinterest and um it's an orange thyme gin and tonic. A what now? Orange thyme gin and tonic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm going to start off with my drink because we are, I guess, drinking cousins tonight. <laughs> I have a sort of gin and tonic, basically a gin and tonic as well. I forgot the name of it, but it's from our friends at Cocktails and Comedy. Um, that's their IG, Cocktails in the letter N, Comedy. And it is basically a gin and tonic with a splash of um, cranberry juice. Except I buy cranberry pomegranate juice. <laughs> so, and I did put, uh, I did still put a splash of lime in it. The first one I didn't, but this one I went back and put a splash of lime in it. And it's really good. I really like it. Sounds um, good. So, do you have anything else to tell us about your weekend? No, tell me about your weekend. Well, I'm just, <clears throat> of course, going to tell you about television. <laughs> <laughs> So (laughs) I started, um, oh Lord, I forgot the name of it, but guess what? Don't worry about it because it was awful. (laughs) Oh, The Order, The Order on Netflix. And I thought it was going to be like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be kind of like The Magicians, something like that. It is so, I don't know the word for it, juvenile. The writing is horrid. It's like 13-year-old me sat down and wrote the script. (laughs) It's horrible. It is horrible. I watched three episodes, and I don't think I'm going to continue it. Um, (laughs) Also, my weekly watchings, of course. I don't think I talk about The Magicians much on here, but The Magicians is getting really good. We're on the midway. Well, we're going to the downhill side of the season. 
um, I don't remember how many episodes we've got left, but it's really good this season. Mm-hmm. It got kind of lagging last season, but also, of course, I watched Adnan, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, did you ever start watching it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll just talk to myself then. Well, but <laughs> I've been reading. I haven't been watching TV. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess I can't knock you for that. <laughs> but y'all, it's good. Please, please don't sleep on it just on the basis of, oh, you already listened to Serial. So it's like new stuff. And also... As always, y'all please watch American Gods. <laughs> I just need them to get renewed for another season. And last but not least, season two of OA is out on Netflix. I started it. It is great. If y'all watch season one, this is even freakier. Like it is even freakier. And that's all I have. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not even really all, but you know. I watch a lot of TV. I can't help it. Yeah, I think just lately I haven't had the attention span for TV. Which is really bad. But um, yeah, so I haven't been watching anything for real. Except for single parents. But yeah. Hmm. That's like my gym TV show. Your what? My gym TV show, like oh. I do it during cardio. Oh <laughs> no, I have to. I have to put on the best performance of my life during cardio. Mm. What's that? I have <laughs> just what, just whatever, whatever pops up on my playlist. I have a gym playlist. Uh-huh. Whatever pops up, I'm performing. I'm the best performer there ever was. I kill it every night. Sold out stadium every night. <laughs> Are you like singing at the gym? Because nobody wants you to do that. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> like, I don't think, um, I don't sing out loud. I mean, nobody okay. can hear me. But I have multiple times, like, almost busted my ass on the treadmill for real. <laughs> like, it's not that bad on the elliptical because I can't do too much. Or, like, if I get on the Stairmaster, I can't do too much. But on the treadmill, I have almost busted my ass plenty of times. And it's fine. Everybody's used to me there. They they know what's going on. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can move along to our current events. Okay. So this first one. And um, in apology for last week where I didn't watch anything, I watched this whole video and I regret everything. <laughs> you know what? I did not watch it <laughs> because I knew I didn't want to see it. Five unadulterated minutes of trash. And that's cropped. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, by the way, we're talking about Daniel Caesar. Ugh. And his... um quote-unquote drunk rant on Instagram Live. And I just want to know why he had to get on Al Gore's internet and subject us to his dumbass thoughts. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you don't have no friends you can, like, video chat? Like, ugh. Something? It's just, ugh. 
So basically the whole premise behind it is he was talking about how like black people are mean to white people and it was based on um what was that girl that everybody's mad at? Uh-huh, Jules. Yeah. Yes, Jules. <laughs> basically she appeared on some easily offended podcast and posted a picture of a shirt that said niggas lie a lot and she asked if she could wear it to a festival no girl (laughs) no and so you know some other black women were like just like we did was like no girl uh scotty beam and karen sewell and she came for them and tried to defend herself and bloody blah 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 um, she seems like the type where Iggy Azalea walks mm-hmm. so she can run out. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 But... Accurate. So I don't, I don't um, listen to that podcast, the Easily Offended or whatever. But I, I do know that that is a podcast hosted by a couple of black men. Mm-hmm. and they caked for her ass too because mm-hmm. she so this was a while back when she posted the shirt wanted to know could she wear it and they sat there and defended her so I guess I really don't know I don't know them defending her which you know black men love to do them mm-hmm. defending her made her have the balls to try to come for Scotty and Karen mm-hmm. So then <laughs> Black Twitter was like, oh no, girl, <laughs> not today. <laughs> so that's why your boy felt the need to stand up and be like, why are y'all being so mean? And that's not equality. Yeah. Oh God. He he just sounded like the black guys that hung out with a whole bunch of white people in school. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know like, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I you don't, don't, I you keep, don't sound like that, though. I keep my, if I have stupid thoughts, I keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, I guess for me, it was just his unwillingness to understand what he did. Yeah. So initially, I, I once again, I did not watch the video because I knew I didn't want to. Oh. But I still shot him a little bail because I was like, he's really young. So whatever. He'll grow up. He'll learn. But I do listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Oh. And, jo- <laughs> and Joe said he called him and, you know, tried to. Exp- what well, Joe didn't call him. He left Joe a message and was like, don't attack me on the show. You got to know everything in context, which, okay. (laughs) And even with him trying to explain why what you did was wrong, he just wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't listening. His whole stance was like, at the end, he told Joe, he was like, well, yeah, I've been bitter when I've tried to talk to a woman and she turned me down too. Mm. Like, what? <laughs> He's what? that part of Twitter. <laughs> exactly. And and Joe, because he was saying everybody's just being mean to her and she just asked because she wear a shirt. And Joe was like, actually, you know, people people don't care for her, true enough, but they really wasn't getting her out of here for that. But she attacked two of ours. So yeah. when she attacked two of ours, you're supposed to step the fuck up and sit her down. That's what you're supposed to do. And he's just like, but that's not equality. Mm. <laughs> but one thing I did 
which like I said, I didn't watch the video, but I did like read the little excerpts. And one thing that I read that I that will definitely not be a problem for me is he was like, cancel me, cancel me. Don't buy my, don't buy my, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I didn't like you to begin with. Right. Like I really, I was never really a big fan. I, I thought, okay, he can sing. And, but I wasn't a fan and I didn't really get what the whole allure was. And now I don't have to try to pretend to be a fan. So, the so, only song I knew was best part. The only song I liked was uh, best part. That's the only song I knew. Too. <laughs> that's the <laughs> only song I knew. Too. But so, um, at the end, he was talking about. He's like, it's like Einstein said, the theory of relativity. Oh you gotta like talk about what you relate to. Let me read to you what the theory of relativity is. <laughs> okay, it says. That the speed of light within a vacuum is the same no matter the speed at which an observer travels. What does that have to do with you talking about bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) This is Google. Like, you know you can make that... make that connection but then we go google it and be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> he don't know what he's talking about <laughs> he don't know what he's talking about oh like god I tell these people google is free and open 24 7 yeah listen how many times do i have to tell people that <laughs> good sis is free so hey, she's here all night legs open please just google <laughs> <her>. <laughs> wow wow <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it just seems like he isn't interested in, facts. you know, yeah. <laughs> it seems like he isn't interested in facts and he isn't interested in even knowing what he did that was, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. doesn't even care about other people trying to tell him, no, bruh, this is where you got it wrong. So somebody on Twitter said they knew he went to the sunken place when he dyed his hair. <laughs> Right, that hair dye was. That's always the signal. That's always the signal. And so, oh, and somebody on Twitter, somebody said, "How he gonna bridge the gap? He can't even bridge his gap." Now, mind you, I have a gap too, but that shit was still funny. That is so rude. I was like, I was like, that is mean and funny. They were like, how he gonna bridge the gap? And he can't even bridge his own gap. <laughs> Let's just get him out of here. He asked us to. Right. You know, I I, I I try my best to to have a little nuance when it comes to council culture, but he asked us to, and I just feel like, you know, it's like I used to tell my nieces, you know, you ain't gotta cut up for this whooping, just ask for it, and I give it to you. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know. <laughs> He, he asked for it. Let's just give it to him. I'm in the giving mood. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving along. Um, so we've. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just. I've been waiting for a superhero to come and save us, and it doesn't appear that the superheroes are on my schedule. Maybe Ugh. Thanos like snap them up too, cause it's just not happening. Uh, <laughs> so I have. Well, go ahead and introduce the topic, and then I'm gonna tell you my theory. So this weekend, um, Mueller finally wrapped up his investigation, um, and gave it to Bart. Bart is somebody who's elected by Trump, so you know, you know where he's gonna lean. 
Exactly. Also, I was some people on Twitter were talking about how like Bar was basically forcing him to wrap it up. Like wasn't gonna mm-hmm. fund it anymore. He had to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny because Mueller, according to the report, said um this report does not conclude that the president committed right. crime, but it does not it also does not exonerate him. Barr was like, you know, <laughs> he kind of did his little cliff notes. Trump is like, I'm home free. I am yeah. so innocent. This was illegal. I don't think he knows what illegal means. He doesn't. <laughs> and he I'm, also doesn't know what collusion means, but, you know. Collusion. <laughs> <laughs> no collusion. No collusion. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy so much. Why is our uh, and then it was like, so, I mean, <laughs> I really thought we would know more about what was in the report by the time it was time to record, but we don't. So yeah. we just got to wait and see. Hopefully they, you know, um, publish the whole thing. I truly think, no, they won't. <laughs> I truly think that, okay, so let me back back. So this is the way... Um, CBS this morning kind of broke it down for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they were saying that the they couldn't tie him to collusion. Of course, plenty of people in his camp were guilty. And we mm-hmm. know that because they pled guilty and all such and such. Right. But they couldn't really tie him to it. Mm-hmm. So because they couldn't tie him to it, they also could not tie him to, um, what's the word when you're trying to get in the way of the investigation? Obstruction of justice. Obstruction. They couldn't tie him to obstruction, even though, and the lawyer that was on TV this morning, he was like, even though he really pretty much told, I mean, he pretty much told on himself when it came to obstruction and it was like, right. okay, he was clearly doing things, but can you pin obstruction on him when there is no crime to obstruct from mm-hmm. or when you can't tie him to the crime? And he was like, basically that's going to be very difficult to take to court. Like that's going to be very difficult. It was like no prosecutor is going to pick this up specifically against the president. Now my views, and I don't know how all of this works, so I could be dead ass wrong, (laughs) (laughs) but my, especially with like Nancy Pelosi coming forward and saying that they're going to pull back from um, the impeachment process and all of that. I really think that what they're trying to do is, set him up not not set him up because you don't have to set him up he's done it all himself but i think that they're pulling back from the impeachment because all impeachment does means is we're going to have a trial Mm -hmm. and then you get to that trial and then what i don't really know what all you can do at the end of that trial other than kick him out of the seat of president yeah. But he's committed some real crimes and I think that they are trying to let him finish his term and then get him so that he can serve time because yeah. he still he still has um he has ongoing investigations in the state of New York and a couple other places and I really think that that's what they're doing is saying, "Hey, let's let them build their case because they actually got something here." Mm-hmm. And I think that if we could have moved towards impeachment earlier, fine but i kind of see why they pull back just because 
By the time you get everything kicked off, hopefully, cross my fingers, he'd be out of here. So, you know, I don't, because I don't really know, I don't really know what the outcome could be at the end of a trial for for a sitting president, other than to remove him from office. Yeah, and honestly, they kept talking about impeachment, but I was like, if we impeach him, then it's Pence, and Pence is... Much more dangerous. So much more dangerous and so much more evil because he actually knows how the government world works. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's even scarier than the doofus that we have in president. It was kind of like Bush and Cheney. (laughs) Like the reason why Trump is president is none of his genius whatsoever is because, you know, he stood on the, you know, shoulders of giants. Yeah. That's (laughs) right. Masters of destruction, <laughs> and I'm that's like, right. You know, I don't want that, so I get it, and I don't. I, I really wasn't a fan of the impeachment because it's like we'd have to get him. We'd have to get well. Paul Ryan isn't here anymore. <laughs> we'd have uh, to get so many people just to get down to a half decent human, right? To get down to a decent, right? Exactly. <laughs> so mm. even though we didn't learn much yet. I'm hopeful, yeah. but even though we haven't learned much yet, I'm still going to do it um, for GP. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully he goes to jail, <laughs> but you know, what ifs? <laughs> I, I don't care where he goes as long as it's outside of the White House. <laughs> we don't have to deal with it no more. Hey, man. I'm so tired of him. I I think I really have to take a break from the news because it's really starting to. Wreak that is havoc. so true. <laughs> that is so true. It's just stressing me out. All right, so uh, moving along to any other subject but him. Uh, <laughs> so update to our uh, bit about Janae Aiko yesterday, <laughs> probably last week. It turns out that her sister did troll her with the pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, we'll buy it for now. (laughs) But I thought we had to be responsible and say, okay, they said it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I joke with my friends and I don't joke with my little sisters like that because Mm -hmm. I can't afford any more nieces. But I joke with my friends like that all the time. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, that was the thing. Um, (laughs) I think that's the most anybody's talked about her in a while. But anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations, sister. (laughs) Right. Right. (sighs) So this next one. (laughs) So let's start with you said this thing about Adrian Bronner. I wasn't fully sure, but thanks to TMZ, they had like I could click a link and it gave me a really quick, you know, thing about who he was. Uh, The most notable (laughs) thing that I noticed was he has seven kids with six women. So I already knew he was trash. Just already knew off the jump. I think he boxes. Yeah. Um, basically, um, so Andrew Caldwell, who's also known as Delivered, Delivered, has been <laughs> exposing <laughs> us to his fake straight shenanigans for like three or four years. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> His 15 minutes of fame has been over, but he keeps doing it and we keep sharing it. <laughs> he said, that's 
was this was like last year sometime, but he was like, <laughs> I touched a woman today and it was <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I just remember the one when he's like, I am a man, a real man. I'm like, oh, okay. Please stop pursing your lips like that. <laughs> and he was like, stop calling me sis. <laughs> anyway, so <sighs> sis has been talking about how <laughs> Brian has been in his DMs. And honestly, I just hated the way Brian came at this with his little video saying all kinds of slurs against people. It was, it was trash. It was absolute trash. And, and so... I, you know, you never know. You never know how this stuff really goes down. <laughs> but according to Andrew, he was the first one. So, okay, let me back back. So, according to Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Andrew left him a DM or whatever. And it was something kind of like, good luck on the fight tonight or so. So mm-hmm. I, that may have not been it, but it was something that was really vague and harmless. Mm-hmm. So Adrian, as all toxic straight men do, decides to put him on blast, like get out my inbox before I slap the <laughs> testosterone out of you. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't think that's how that works. I don't, maybe he meant to say estrogen, but I don't, so anyway. (laughs) He don't know his hormones. (laughs) He don't know his hormones. So he just kind of like decides, okay, well, I'm going to put him on blast. Mm -hmm. And then after he does that, then that's when Andrew was like, oh no, you the one that like to get your booty eaten. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was like, he was like, and you know you do. You like to get your booty eaten. You like to get your booty eaten. <laughs> and I try not to laugh at Andrew because clearly there's some issues there. Mm-hmm. But he just keeps putting stuff out there for me to laugh at. Uh, um, yeah. I in a way I was like, I want the internet to turn everybody's video off. But then I was like, <laughs> I guess not everybody for real because we have done some like impactful things as black people with video on the internet. Yeah. <sighs> but he was trash as fuck and he really was. Just um, hateful. Right. And yeah. Maybe he should worry about them seven kids with his six baby mamas. And- and Andrew needs to get some business. I don't know. It's just like I don't feel like he it warrants what he said towards him, but also I feel like Andrew may have been antagonizing. I don't know. I just oh, don't know. He, oh, he definitely he definitely probably was. It's right. like sometimes I don't know what to believe with Andrew, but I don't believe none of it. Except I mean, for he likes eating booties. <laughs> Well, I do believe a lot of these niggas is gay and just right. won't say it or because why otherwise why would you be so hateful? Like that's a lot of self I I hear a lot of right. self hate in you, homie. So it's like why are you so adamant on being just vile towards this group of people? I just feel like niggas be gay. <laughs> and and he just <laughs> Andrew's like, no, you know what in my inbox and hey, you want to get your booty ate. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was and he was like, and y'all can go over his house and smell his drawers. Y'all can go to his house and smell his drawers. So that made me what? feel like because <laughs> he said his drawers stink. <laughs> as, a, as a straight woman, I have never wanted to go to anybody's Listen, house. Listen, especially so a man. Okay. <laughs> and so that made me feel like though he been to his house. Like I don't know. I don't he probably know. lying. He probably lying, but still. Okay. I just I he want to get his line don't get his ass <laughs> okay now that's the truth because he's that's a professional boxer <laughs> okay that's the truth you're just a professional shit talker but anyway <laughs> um moving along so when I first read this article I was like how can somebody cheat for 10 years and live to tell the story and um <laughs> I'm very sure that this may be a clip they might they y'all might use on my future episode of Snapped because <laughs> I'm crazy. But uh, <laughs> so I'm talking about Wendy Williams and her husband, and I guess his mistress that just had his baby on Friday. And apparently, like I said, she's been his mistress for ten years. so I just you know okay here's the thing with Wendy so you know she I don't watch the show but I see enough clips or whatever Yeah. so you know she cried to us and told us she was living in a dry house sober house Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and okay y'all just just understand me and how I'm made okay (laughs) I can't help but feel bad for her. I can't help but have empathy for her. Even though my brain was telling me, like literally when I'm watching, when I was watching that clip, my brain was telling me stop because she doesn't show grace to anyone else who's going through a rough time. Like, why are you giving her grace? But I can't help it. I feel bad (laughs) for her. And mainly, mainly because when she, did you, (laughs) did you see the clip of her crying? Did you? I read an article about okay. the clip of her. <laughs> okay. I saw her nose start moving. Okay. <laughs> I kept moving. Okay. okay. <laughs> so in the clip, for those of you who've seen it, this is all I'm going to say right here. I, I'm not buying her story. I, if she says she's in a sober house, then mm-hmm. I believe that. But I think that when to see her, the way she was crying, the way she was, she was fighting to hold it together. Let me tell Mm -hmm. y'all something. That was a woman coming undone before our eyes. And that's what hurt me so bad to see her that way. I don't think she stayed. So her story was she's staying in a sober house. I keep wanting to say halfway house, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess that's not politically correct. She's staying in a sober house so that she can get the feeling and she can understand X, Y, and Z. And she's told us about her addiction before. But I think she's lying about the reason. I think that she is staying in a sober house because the shit that her husband is doing is either driving her to want to start back using again, or it has driven her to start back using again. And I think that that's what it is. Yeah, I guess so. I heard that like she like requires him to be at like every single show and I guess the take it out of her was like he wants to leave but he's afraid that she'll hurt herself and that's why he's still there even though he's been with this other woman for 10 See? years 
I mean, and to be honest, so one thing I wondered about was how have they, is there a, was there a, a prenup? I mean, I would think maybe not because I don't think they had a lot when they started out because they've been married forever, but yeah. they've, They've built a lot of business together, mm-hmm. but most of it was built off of her name. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, was she afraid to leave because he was going to take so much? Because a lot of it is her. I mean, I that's just a theory. Yeah. I have no idea. But I definitely, you know, I definitely feel like he wants to leave. I definitely feel like he wants to leave because he's been trying. Hell, he gone. He gone. Right. She got the whole girl pregnant. And, <laughs> and taking pictures with her and a lot, like the yeah. things that this girl is, and I'm not blaming anything on the mistress. Let's be very clear, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying the things that she's doing, if you're sneaking around with a girl, that girl ain't doing them kind of things. Right. <laughs> so Again, like, 10 years. <laughs> it's that's like, how long my like, you know, love affair with band is like that's how a lot of my harry potter <laughs> you know, like, okay that's a I, have, <laughs> I have never been in a relationship for 10 years i've never been in a relationship for five years okay Child. two is the max for me and yeah. i'm struggling with that so <laughs> listen like, i'm like two in a few months every time i'm like you still here okay <laughs> <laughs> wow like wow okay okay oh, so we still really doing this thing okay okay okay, okay. okay. yeah like so. i just i, I once again, and I, I get why people are clowning her because if this was anybody else other than her, she would not be shooting them any bail. She right. would not go light on anyone else. Like we know this, yeah. but it just, it hurt me. She was, she was falling apart. Not, and it didn't even seem like it was necessarily falling apart because my man cheating on me. It was my life I'm falling apart and she mm-hmm. was struggling trying to hold the pieces together and that really broke my heart yeah I mean I know she's been bad off these past few months yeah I just yeah at the same time I'm just like girl you gave nobody grace and so. why is she hanging on to him though I just don't he's not even cute I mean unless <laughs> oh, I mean so... she ain't either but well, unless <laughs> unless there's unless it's just the I, the issue of the money like, if that's what it is, I can understand because you're not going to leave me and take half of what I built. Right. But I just, uh, I don't know. This is true. I would, like, be married just to be petty. Okay. <laughs> you ain't getting this money. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, surely if he's off having extramarital affairs, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, can you get my money if you cheated on me? He has a whole relationship. You're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) This ain't a fair. He ain't been with... She's been with this woman for 10 years. (laughs) She is his woman. Right. (laughs) Wendy, his roommate. His his side wife. (laughs) She ain't even the side. The way they posting pictures. I never see Wendy post pictures with him. Mm. Just saying. Uh, niggas ain't shit <laughs> but holes and tricks <laughs> uh, that flowed nicely <laughs> alright so we're gonna move along to our someone something for the week so I okay <clears throat> I saw a tweet and it was Trina's tweet celebrating the 19th anniversary of the baddest bitch and I thought my god it has been 19 years since Katrina Laverne Taylor ended my life, and I am thankful, and I thank you for your many blessings. <laughs> <She> feminist queen. <laughs> okay. 
Katrina Laverne Taylor. I mean, y'all, I can't explain how much I love Trina. So, you know, around the time when Trina came out, which, Dorian, I know you probably don't remember because you're probably a little girl. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason... But for some reason, I always loved Trina. And one it's so funny because, like, I've never been a little Kim fan, per se. But she definitely has songs and even whole albums that I love. But I've never considered myself a little Kim fan. And part of the reason why was because I always felt like, why is she so nasty? <laughs> why <she> always, <laughs> which, which I was younger then, but it was like, why all she got to rap about is sex? And why is all she can talk about? And then here comes Trina. Talk about she could do it again. She'd be fucking by the time she was 10. And I loved it. It was like, I love her. And I don't know if it's because she's from the South. Like, I, I, which probably is what it is. But I just I feel, love Trina. I feel like Katrina, like, commands her sexuality. She, she <laughs> like, does. She's like, you gonna give me that. <laughs> and and you then know, you gonna leave me alone. <laughs> and you gonna leave me the fuck alone. That is exactly right. And um, one of the reasons why I wanted to give Trina her flowers, because I don't think she's celebrated as often as she should be. Trina has been consistent. Okay. I don't know any of the other girls who have been consistent as long as Trina has. Trina stays booked and busy Mm -hmm. at all times. (laughs) And I think part of her, I think part of her longevity can be attributed to she ain't no hater. Trina is not a hater. And people always talk about, oh, you know, like Fuse, like with Cardi and Nikki or Nikki and Kim or whatever. But the truth is, like, those feuds aren't new. Those, like, feuds, we all know feuds in hip-hop go way back, but feuds against the women in hip-hop go way back. Mm -hmm. And it's just that we didn't have the internet, well, we did have internet, but we didn't have, you know, social media in the way that we have it now. So we weren't always aware of what was going on. But Trina was never mixed in that. Like, Remy Remy and Kim were straight beefing (laughs) foxy was in the middle of that like it was some straight beefing going on you never heard trina in the middle of anything trina embraces everyone trina is how i first learned of who Nicki minaj was yeah this was this was like in the early day well you know what this was even before this is before twitter well before i got on twitter because i think i came in 09 or 08 one of those and Trina had a mixtape out and Nikki was on it and I was like oh who is this girl I like her and (laughs) you know Trina's just always embraced all the new girls she's gonna give you all the advice she's gonna let you hop on a song with her she's just always been that girl um it just warms my heart to think about the My Chick Bad remix yes (laughs) With Diamond, Trina, and Eve. I was just like, oh, it was the yes. best. Yes, <laughs> it was the best. And oh, I, you know what? It was the best. It, it, it really is. Even though, even though Trina, not Trina, even though Eve has really made me give her the side eye several mm-hmm. times since then. But I love Trina and I love Diamond. <laughs> so that was the bomb remix. But also, what I wanted to say about Trina is. So y'all, she replied to my tweet. <laughs> this is this is this is back.
back in the early days of Twitter when it was just, you didn't have to say, oh, like that. (laughs) But it wasn't a lot of traffic. You know, back then it was just like me, you, Becca, two other people and celebrities. (laughs) Like that's all it was. And I wish I I tried to scroll down and find the tweet for this show. But of course that was impossible because... I mean, that was just too far back and I got tired of scrolling. I used to tweet a lot back in the day. So it was like, uh-uh, I'm never going to get there. But I told her that I thought she was beautiful and I loved her. And she replied to my tweet and she was like, love you back, gorgeous. I wish I, wish I had a like, I mean, they didn't have a pinning tweet back then, but I wish I had done something. I know, right? I, I really have, wish I had. I have screenshots of like Heather Headley responded to me. Yeah, um, that's back when Twitter was fun. <laughs> yeah, now it's just bullshit. <laughs> Tr- Trina responded to me, and Jill Marie responded to me. And I don't know. That made me feel like I was special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, if she know, ever I wants just, to come on the pod, we. We have time. <laughs> We're definitely going to tag her because yeah. Trina, listen, we love you. And I believe in giving people their flowers while they still here to smell them. And she truly, everybody want to be the queen, but you know, let's look yeah. at a real queen. She is the baddest bitch. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, I'm just saying, mm. look at somebody who's been here right. from the beginning. And like I said, she's been consistent. And I don't think the other, the other girls she's where they want to be mm-hmm. whether they know it or not so yeah. we love you Trina love you <laughs> okay so we're gonna just move on along and we're gonna talk about our poor life decision alright y'all poor this- life decision <laughs> this one really like <laughs> it's home for me okay oh, like child. really because wait I need you to read <sighs> that intro because it like it really hurt my feelings because it was what I was doing at the same time <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's read the intro are you an excessive worrier perhaps you unconsciously think that if you worry oh, sorry, enough I met the stash one never shine one never mind <laughs> So I was trying to give my best, like, <laughs> radio voice. Sorry. I didn't want to make you read all of that. When okay. That. Well, when we, when we get to the second article, I will read it. Okay. <laughs> I will read that. <laughs> so we all know that, like, we're, well, first of all, a little bit of anything is probably necessary. You know, keep you yeah. on your toes or whatever. But as with all things, excessive amounts is just wrong and can be harmful. So what happens to our bodies when we worry excessively? According to Dr. Joseph Goldberg, chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere with your appetite, lifestyle habits, relationships, sleep, and job performance. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle habits, (laughs) such as uh, overeating, cigarette smoking, or using alcohol and drugs. (laughs) I didn't want to be too loud on that one. (laughs) 
I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> you know what? When I read that, that was my exact reaction. I was like, well, now I don't smoke no cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, so how else are you going to put it? Okay. So chronic worry and emotional stress can trigger that fight or flight response which causes the body's sympathetic nervous system to release stress hormones such as cortisol. We've all seen those commercials. <laughs> well, like the cortisol for your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so these hormones can give the body a boost of fuel, but they can also cause some physical reactions. So they can cause like difficulty swallowing, dizziness, fast heartbeat, fatigue, headache, muscle ache, rapid breathing, sweating, trembling, and twitching. But when that excessive fuel isn't used for physical activities, the abundance of stress hormones can have serious physical consequence. So it can affect you it can affect you in ways like suppression of the immune system, digestive disorders, muscle tension, short-term memory loss, premature coronary artery disease, or even a heart attack. And I really feel like, I really feel like stress and worrying has affected my short-term memory, like greatly. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, well, well, first of all, Doyen, are you a worrier? Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> uh, I, but you know me. You, <laughs> you talk to me every day. You know I am. <laughs> and, you know, so go ahead. I guess for me, it's even more because as a diabetic, I have to think yeah. about how everything I'm doing affects my body. And so stress truly does like affect like my body in ways that like most people don't think about. So even like the physical stress of lifting weights, if I don't have any insulin in my system, I lift weights, it causes my blood sugar to spike because, again, my body's trying to do this fight or flight thing, but my body also can't, like, deal with all the blood sugar it just spiked into my system. (laughs) Right. And then I had to adjust for that. And so, like, um, that's what I said about, like, that's why I'm team antidepressants because that's when I saw my blood sugars really, like, mellow out because all of the stress and anxiety I was having was not well I wasn't having it (laughs) which was in turn not spiking my blood sugar so (laughs) and that um I've really thought about you in researching this because I didn't think about it at first but of course in researching and it talks about how it affects your blood sugar and I thought man you know if you already have a um underlying issue stress will really mess you up right which we know this, like we know this, but to go through it, it's just, mm-hmm. so anyway, it tells us if excessive worrying and high anxiety go untreated, that can lead to depression and even suicidal thoughts. And we know this and we want to prevent this. Yeah. So we're going to talk about six ways to break out of your next worry spiral. And I'm going to read the introduction for Doyen. Cause that's me. Wait. <laughs> The quote or start the the first paragraph? In fact, I can read it for you. Go ahead, girl. Why don't you read it? All right. On a night not too long ago, I stood in my apartment in New York City, phone in hand, incessantly checking. 
checking to see if emails had been responded to, to see if texts had been read, checking to see if someone somewhere in the world had posted a pretty picture of a pretty plate of food somewhere in the vicinity of their pretty mouse. Mostly, I was giving my hands the satisfaction of perpetually skimming my phone screen like a nervous tick, a tactic to help me avoid my anxiety. And I was mm. like, listen, bitch, are you like in my house? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, today we kind of talked about worry stones and they really do help with that. Yeah. Of course, I, I have two. I keep one at work and one at home, but the one that's at home, I don't know where it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it is like, I, A, I don't like notifications. So people who have 4,000 emails, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because right. I have to like... Even when it gets up to like 200, I have to like delete them and close them out because I just, I can't have those notifications. Yeah. And I just, I do a lot of checking and like nothing's going on. <laughs> it I'm does something checking. to my, it does something to my face. Like having, <laughs> having that red number right there in my face, it just does something. I can't stand it. Right. And then when, pe- when you see people take like screenshots of their phone and it's like, oh. why do you have so many unanswered texts? Are you serious? Like, I can't right. take it. Even like my it. bank account, like I set it to give me notifications of how much money I have every day and i see the notification and i just clear it out but then there's a little bubble by my bank account so i had to like log in <laughs> clear out the notifications see. but robin did tell me to like remove everything that has notifications and put it on, yeah. like, on the second screen so we'll check yeah out. <laughs> i couldn't do that though i i told <laughs> I, I was like oh that's a good idea and then i was like nope <laughs> I, yeah so the author goes on to talk about like having fear of the future and fear of failing and how that really just like (laughs) roots against what you're trying to do and I think all of us who have some sense of um what's the word ambition I think we all kind of deal with that and that's one thing my therapist told me was that anxiety she's like okay your anxiety and your depression are two different things but anxiety will lead you to depression Mm. so it's like depression in itself is worrying and thinking about the past anxiety is worrying and thinking about the future but the more you worry and think about anything it can make you depressed right (laughs) and so i just think that's an easy trap for us to fall into so we're going to talk about six ways to get us out of that spiral. So the first thing, the first tactic is to create a practice to get present. And y'all, we come back to this every time. How many times during our poor life decision discussion have we come back to the art of mindfulness? We have to be mindful. We have to be present. And the author talks about this little practice she does and it's called LLF is look, listen, feel. So she takes a moment to look around your environment, like observe what you see and get real specific, like get very simple. Like you don't have to look at things in an abstract way. Literally, this is a white flower with a green stem and a yellow center. Like 
get real specific about what you see. Listen to what's going on around you. Listen to the world around you. And then take note in how you feel. And that's those are ways that we've all talked about in the past for getting president. Doyen, do you have any any tricks to getting or what do what do you like to do to bring you back to present? Well, I was going to say, so the whole notion of like mindfulness and presentness, um, at first I was, it's kind of freaking me out because I do have so many emotions in any given time that it's hard for me right. to like unpack that. So this right. was literally the best, um, way that I've ever heard for me to. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah. Like encounter yeah. mindfulness. It's just. Literally, um, it's funny because I was looking around my apartment, which I need to clean, and I was looking at things. So I was like, "There's a box. You know, there's, you know, some vinyl on my couch." And so, like, really releasing, like, just making an observation and be like, "Okay, right. we can clean it later, but just look at it, and it's there, and you'll be fine, and give yourself grace in this moment." <laughs> exactly. It's very releasing. It, and I, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say I can't wait to try it because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to fall into a worry spiral. Yeah. But this seems like something quick and simple that I can do, like at my desk, because we all know I like to go to the bathroom to meditate so I can make it dark <laughs> as possible and I don't have to deal with the phone ringing. But this is something I can do like quickly at my desk and bring myself back. Yeah. When I read this, <laughs> I. Never mind. I'm going to keep going. So number two, the second tactic is... Are you laughing at my breathing again? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. This made me think of a cheer. We had to stop, look, and listen. We are the mighty greenies. Stop. Because we are the mighty green. Okay. So anyway, when when I was reading, like, I kept singing that cheer when I was looking at look, listen, feel. I was not laughing at your breathing, (laughs) ma'am. I only laugh at your breathing when I start a meditation and it tells me to take a deep breath. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but if you found a way to work around it and to calm yourself, then you know, hey. Yeah. So our second tactic is to notice and try to release expectations. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, we're going to dive on this one. Mm-hmm. She says, make space for change to exist and try to find some relief in knowing you cannot manage everything. So in the author's example, she talks about little things like a traffic jam or a last minute assignment or something. And I've gotten pretty good about those things not getting next to me, but I often fall into the spiral of this is not what I expected my life to be like at this point. I am not where I expect it to be at this point in my life. And that is huge. And it is something that I've (laughs) tried to get over for years. Like, girl, okay, you had these plans. You expected to go this way and it didn't. And that's life and it's okay. (laughs) But that one is really difficult for me. And, And even to bring it down and make it a little smaller, a little easier to chew, even when it comes to managing everything in my current life, like instead of projecting into the future or thinking about worrying about the past, even current life, it feels like sometimes I can't handle everything, but we have to remember, give yourself some grace. And that's another point that we come to very often during our poor life decisions. We have to give ourselves a break. You're only human. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. So I I guess I thought about 
couple weeks ago, I went down to Houston for my mom's birthday. And, um, you know, you know me, I love birthdays. And I just want to do all the fanfare. So <laughs> I went out to buy her stuff and it took a little bit longer. And so like we get back and, you know, I had to, A, I had to set the time that we got there later. And I was really freaked out because I was like, I called my cousin and I texted him. I was like, hey, we're running late. Um, and he was like, oh, we're late too. We're Nigerians. <laughs> and then like, I was going to go like sneak and buy her a cake. But she was like, we're taking way too many cars. We just need two cars. And so like, I was like mad because they're like, we're trying to get me somebody else's car. And I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. And uh, my um, older sister, I was like, you know how I feel about things when it's not like I planned. Right. And then my little sister was like, we're Nigerians. We don't eat cake like that. <laughs> it's gonna go to waste. <laughs> You'll be fine. You know, like, and like yeah. she, she's very the logical side. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I had to, like, it took me a while, but, like, I had to, like, release and just be like, okay, you know what? As long as, like, she's around people she loves, she'll be fine. She's not right. like, oh, where's my cake? <laughs> but, you know, I'm very proud of you for, you know, recognizing and coming down from that. Right. <laughs> like, it, it's it, what what does she really want? What's really going to be important to your mom? She's got her kids there with her. That's what's important. Yeah. But shout out to the siblings for helping <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Yes. So our third tactic is to savor the little things. And I truly try to do this. I didn't care for the way the author <laughs> labeled them as mundane because mm-hmm. how do you want me to savor it if it's mundane? <laughs> but yeah. I get what she's trying to say. And one example she gave was like, <laughs> thinking about that feeling when you take that first bite of a meal. <laughs> I'm such a fat kid. <laughs> Even though I was a very fit kid, but still, yeah, that that first, especially a meal that you've been thinking about all day, oh man, yeah. <laughs> like there's a there's a food truck, well, there's a new food truck downtown, and they have crawfish, and I have not had a chance to stop there because for one it's kind of out of my way so I don't think about it but I passed by today but I was like nope I gotta go ahead and get home so I can record (laughs) but I'm definitely gonna go and when I oh oh, like I'm getting excited just thinking about it and that's a little thing but just savor the little things yeah I guess I have a um some little things. I like closing my circles on my Apple Watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. always fun. Um, I like just doing crafts or, you know, random things that just make me happy. Yeah. Uh, even when she says something as simple as brushing your teeth, I have a, um, it rhymes with whip. <laughs> toothbrush <laughs> and give um, us a sponsorship <laughs> you know like it's literally like cause I was really bad about like I brushed my teeth and I know I haven't brushed it the whole two minutes that they told me to yeah so this one it um definitely like it gives me like it buzzes after 30 seconds so it's time to change tights so now I know at least I'm brushing my teeth two minutes like I'm supposed to <laughs> That's like an adulting win for the day. <laughs> if I don't win at anything else, I brush my teeth for two minutes. <laughs> well, okay. So you're just brushing your teeth. Mine would be cleansing my face. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
a little tip that I got from the global esthetician on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I knew, I knew that you should cleanse your face for longer than what I was cleansing my face. Yeah. But one thing that I learned from her is that I actually can get the job done with my hands. Y'all, I have so many cleansing tools for my face. We're not even going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But so to make sure that I cleanse my face long enough, I sing, I sing three verses of this little light of mine <laughs> in the morning. I do it in the morning and I, I do it at night too. But in the morning, it really does like change my mood. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little task that I genuinely look forward to because no matter how grumpy I am by the time you finish this little light of mine like you can't still be grumpy (laughs) yeah I you told me a minute and I had to say a reminder because yeah (laughs) well well, the only reason why because sometimes I do like I tell I'll tell Siri to I actually do mine for a minute and 30 seconds and sometimes I'll tell Siri you know, set the timer or whatever. But the reason why I had to come up with another way is because, okay, listen, y'all do as I say, don't do as I do. All right. But sometimes I do still cleanse my face in the shower. So I need a way to time it then. So that was when I came up with the, and when I timed myself singing this little light of mine, if I do three verses, it's a little over a minute, 30 seconds. So that worked out perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) So, Our fourth tactic, do one thing weekly solely for enjoyment. And I really thought of you, Doyen, because I feel like you're really good at this. Like with your crafts and things, I feel like I need to get back into crafting, but just something to do for enjoyment. Like, and and she even said, you know, even though you think you might enjoy lunch, but you have to eat because you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> or even when you go see a film, which I went to see Captain Marvel. It was great. Everyone go see it. Hang in there. Like in the beginning, it's a little, you know, but hang in there. (laughs) Like I got all the feels toward the end, all of the feels. And also guys, everybody knows a Marvel movie, you know, you got to stay for the credits, but you also have to stay a second time for this one. So the credits will play, then another scene will start. Then you got long credits, and then a final scene will start. Which, uh, shout out to Devin for giving me a heads up mm-hmm. to let me know to wait a second time. Because I know to wait one time. Like, that's just that's just Marvel canon. Soon yeah. as the credits start, you know to sit there and wait. But this time, guys, you need to wait twice if you hadn't seen it yet. But um, also- so anyway, go ahead. Real quick, um, mm-hmm. that's Tam Lee <laughs> tribute was beautiful. Like, listen, what? I don't I, have to, I don't have to say it. You already know that you cried. But... <laughs> uh, y'all, there was this there was this guy sitting next to. Well, it was a seat in between us, and yeah. he looked like you know I'm not trying to talk about people, but <laughs> he looked he looked like the type of guy who you know he sits in his basement on a computer all day, <laughs> like. <laughs> reading comic books and shit and i was like trying not to be loud because is it just me or do they not play movies as loud as they used to i feel like i feel like my sobs weren't being muffled by the movie so i was trying not to be loud and he looked over at me and he said i understand (laughs) i mean y'all he looked like he he had greasy hair he looked like he didn't take a bath in two or three days but he really made me feel better he was like i understand i was like thank you 
Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. The thing it about beautiful. it was, like, there's these teenagers beside me, like, giggling. So I was really mad at them. They were uh, giggling during this moment. Uh, yeah, it gave me the feels. I miss mm. Stanley so much. But uh, at the same time, his, like, the people around him were super trash. So I'm glad yeah. that he's back with his wife in heaven. Yeah. We love you, Stanley. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I feel like I do many things in my life, way too many things in my life for enjoyment, and I need to actually, like, put some discipline in it. But, <laughs> you know, it's just even scheduling a time to just be like, because I feel like a lot of times I do feel a lot of anxiety about, like, I'm not getting this, this, and this done. I'm just sitting here because, you know, yeah. I'm stressed. But uh, just thinking about one thing that I can do for enjoyment, which this week is finishing this book because I really need to read it. <laughs> Have to finish. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to finish 100 Years of Solitude. I really am. I feel like I've been reading this book all my life. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. But it's just... Ugh. Anyway. I, I don't even let these books worry me, you know. <laughs> and and I, I, I'm so mad at myself for that because... Yeah. I used I to had, be like that. I've had several people, even Oprah said, if you're reading a book and you don't like it, stop. But it's like, I can't. I have to finish it. Well, I guess to me, so a lot of times, you know, I have library books which keep auto-renewing. So like, yeah. I've had this book called Sweet Bitter since like last year and it keeps auto-renewing. So I'm like, well, I read it eventually. Um, I'm looking at American Marriage. I'm halfway through it. It keeps out of renewing. Um, I own Children of Blood and Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read it eventually. You know, It was good. I can't yeah. believe you stopped reading. But it does It does drag, then pick up, yeah. then drag, then pick up. Yeah, it does Even do like Binti, which was like, gosh, probably 100 pages. I'm like halfway through it for no apparent reason. Girl, <laughs> listen. I I did I did not know that you were reading Bentsy. Ice, are are you Who Fears Death? Is that no. what you're reading? No, okay, the first one. Who Fears Death isn't the first one. I don't know. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, because I I I need to I need to read them in order. I yeah. started Who Fears Death because I thought that was the first one, no, but it don't. The first it, one's called Bentsy. Girl, it don't matter. I'm <laughs> I'm just on on chapter three. <laughs> It don't matter. I can stop and put that down and go back and right. read the first one. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> uh, I enjoy reading and sometimes I finish the book. <laughs> it's all there is to it. <laughs> and then it makes you feel even more joy. <laughs> right. I just clock in my Goodreads and be like, hey, I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... And the point again, give yourself permission to do what brings you joy. In the words of our good sis, does it spark joy? Does it? And I keep looking around my house at things because I really need to tidy up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. does it spark joy? No. Can I throw it away? No. (laughs) Right. I'm like, her whole like tidying up thing does not spark joy. (laughs) I love watching it. I love watching other people. I used to love Who Wants a Clean House with Nisa and I used to love that show. (laughs) But it's like, I can't do that myself. Like, we're going to have a problem if you try to tell me that I got to throw away shit that I done had since 1996. These are (laughs) memories, okay? 
Okay. <laughs> I have a box of all the letters that all my boyfriends have ever written me. I'm not throwing it away. Okay. <laughs> I want my grandchildren to find that box one day and read and be like, oh, Nana was nasty. <laughs> so our fifth tactic are you ready Mm. (laughs) breathe (laughs) just breathe your breath is literally a metronome for your mind and that is so true because that was one of the first things that my therapist taught me was to take deep breaths and it really does work like when I feel myself spiraling and I feel like I'm literally spiraling. Like, take a deep breath. T- count to 10 to pull it in. Hold it for five. Count to 10, letting it out. And it really does help. Maybe, I don't know. I just feel like it stresses me out. Like, 10 for a deep breath. And then, especially when they, like, take another 10 to breathe out. I'm like, look, I got four seconds of breathing <laughs> out for you. My line sister, we went to, like, a hookah bar and... She's like, why can't you bro- blow out enough smoke? And I'm like, look, girl, like, I just, I don't have that much for you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have really shallow lungs. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, with hookah, you got to really pull. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just let me, let me put out my little puffs. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and the artist, the artist, <laughs> the author, listen, y'all, gin and tonics are real. They're delicious. Real delicious. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're really delicious. So she says also, though, and ask yourself, am I holding my breath? Especially when you're in moments of high anxiety or nervousness. I catch myself holding my breath all the time. I catch myself waking up in my sleep waking up out of my sleep because I was holding my breath and like that's scary as shit to me because it's like what if I don't wake up shit like shit I like, think I, <laughs> I was gonna say for me I think my thing is I clench like I clench my teeth and my yes and yes same working on like sometimes really it's just that tweet every once in a while people like hey are you you know hunching your shoulders or you clenching yes. your teeth and I'm like okay release <laughs> yes and I don't ever notice I'm clenching my teeth until like you said I see one of those tweets or even when you know poor life decision put an Instagram post letting y'all know unclench your teeth <laughs> so I typically don't notice it though until then or until I'm hurting or like that was like a few months ago that time mm-hmm. that I we were doing some some for some reason I couldn't talk. I didn't even go to work because I had been clenching so much that my jaw locked and I literally couldn't open my mouth. And it's like, no girl, that is not sexy at all. <laughs> at all. So yeah, breathe, unclench. But breathing is a good way to bring yourself back. It just is. And our last Number six, our final tactic. Remember, you are not alone. (sighs) (laughs) I I had to take a deep breath for that one because y'all know me. Y'all know I isolate. And even in my isolating, (laughs) you know, I heard that. (laughs) But even in my isolating, sometimes I'll feel lonely and I'll have to remind myself that A, 
uh, girl, you doing this to yourself. <laughs> and B, you're not alone. Like, yeah. there, I have so many people that, I have so many people that I can reach out to when I just need to talk. I have so many people that I can actually call and say, come see me right now when I don't want to be alone. Or I'm coming to your house right now when I don't want to be alone. And so, you know, you have to stop and remind yourself you're not alone. Yeah. Um, I like when they say, as much as you can, greet your anxiety with compassion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because at the end of the day, like, I think, especially as black women, we've been taught to believe that, like, we just got to deal with this shit. And that was one thing with um, Queenie in the yeah. book. She is, like, British uh, Jamaican. And so mm. her grandma was like, I've been through a lot of shit. And I've never went to counseling. You know? Like, yeah. I, mean, I just dealt yeah. with it because yeah. I was, we've never had that support until recently yeah. to talk about it. And, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, that's why, that's why I love talking about my, you know, like my right. issues because I know that other people, you know, they may be dealing with it and they felt like they were the only one. And I believe yeah. there's deliverance in talking about our problems because everybody has them. That's right. And, you know, <laughs> I think what made it, so there were two things that made it easy for me to go to therapy. The first is my granny because initially, like, I was diagnosed with anxiety like when I was in middle school and she just wasn't buying it. She's like, nope, you ain't got that. And <laughs> and because she was that way, I was that way too. I was like, Mm-mm, I ain't got that. And then, you know, as I got older and I, I started going days without sleeping and things just started affecting me and she was just like well you just need to pray I don't know what's wrong with you and you know by the time I was your age I had three kids and a crazy husband and I was working full time and I was doing this and this and you just need to pray and don't be weak and this and that and I was like okay and then I don't know (laughs) it just really makes me think I must have been looking like shit I must have been really just losing my mind for her to just come out of the blue and say she was like baby you need to go talk to somebody (laughs) and it just took me back because I was like because look she is president of praying away club okay yeah and she was like no you need to go you need to go talk to somebody and then also the second part of that like Doyen was saying talking about it because other people need to hear it. Just hearing the fact that my friends had gone to therapy, my friends talking about going to therapy was really what did it for me. And I work in a field where I tell, I, it is my job to talk to people about therapy, to talk mm-hmm. to people, to set them up even, make the appointments for them, help them seek therapy. But when it came to me, I felt embarrassed, even though every day I'm telling people, I'm holding someone's hand every day and telling them it's okay. God put these people in our lives to help us. It's going to be all right. And it's not that, and it's not what you think, and it's not this and not that. But when it came to my personal self, I was embarrassed. But to hear my friends, Friends talk about it, talk about their struggles, and talk about actually going to a therapist. That's what helps me. That's what helped me, and that's what we want to do with this show, right? Like we want to, we want to improve ourselves, but also let you know that y'all are not alone in going through this. Like we are all just out here trying to make it. <laughs> trying to make it. <laughs> so go ahead. You had an, another point. No, that's it. Um, I haven't been to therapy yet, but maybe one day. 
I am really trying to let Doyen feel her way. Um, <laughs> you know, being that I am the oldest of six, it's really easy for me to mother my friends. <laughs> so I try to pull back and let her feel her way. Yeah. But you know, I'm giving you a motherly look right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna get there when I need to, but till then. It's scary. It is yeah. scary. But once you take that leap, y'all, I'm telling you, I believe everybody need to go, especially if you're black. So anyway, just to review our top six tactics for getting ourselves out of that worry spiral. Number one, create a practice to get present. Number two, notice and try to release those unrealistic expectations. Number three, savor the little things. Number four, do one thing weekly solely for enjoyment. Number five, breathe. And number six, remember, you are not alone. <laughs> I am here. Oh, maybe okay. I shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So, <laughs> so that draws that down. So um, we're going to go ahead. I was going to say they ain't paid us for endorsement yet. But Shine Text is like, Shine is like legit. They really, they legit. <laughs> Um, Shine is the shit, okay? I, because I have a weird thing about like meditation apps asking me to pay for them to help me with my, you know, meditation and stuff like that. But these people were like, um, yeah, they were like, I feel like every, almost every article I read really resonates with like something that I'm dealing with. And, yeah. And for free, you'll get texts about different articles. So check them out. Tell them yeah. we sent you. Maybe they'll pay us. Maybe they'll give us, <laughs> maybe they'll give us a sponsorship. <laughs> so we're going to move right along to our favorite part of the show. The buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Doyen, do you want to go first? Or do you sure. want me to go first? Okay, have, you go uh, Mine's really short and sweet. Mine so, too. <laughs> My buy you a drink section goes to pecan sandies and women. All right. So pecan sandies because they're delicious. They're pecan and they're shortbread and they're just freaking delicious. <laughs> uh, women because this is our last post for March and it is Women's History Month, aka Black History Month number two. But okay. <laughs> uh, I, I just love women that empower women, especially that empower black men. And it's great, and I love you guys. Hugs everywhere. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> hugs and kisses, not drugs and disses. Oh, maybe hugs, drugs, and kisses. I, <laughs> I have that on a sticky on my computer. Hugs, and drugs, and kisses? No, hugs and kisses, not <laughs> drugs and disses. And I've had that on my computer since like my second or third year working and um yeah i've had it forever it's a little worn but uh, you know it gets the job done <laughs> so this week i am buying a drink for you guessed it wigs so <laughs> <laughs> nobody guessed that <laughs> <laughs> last week i was super excited about having you know the expedited delivery for me to hurry up and get my wig and I got my wig, and let me tell you, life is great. Y'all, <laughs> I never knew the joys of being able to roll my hair and then take it off and not have to sleep in rollers. <laughs> oh, girl. <Y'all> just, 
Like, y'all just don't understand how much this means to me. And then today, because I'm really getting into wig culture, okay? So today my wig stand came because I already, I already had a head, but um, because I've 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 made little wigs before, but you know, they wasn't nothing to brag about. So I already had a head, but I was like, I need a stand so I can curl it and whatever without it being on my head. So when we when we finish recording tonight, I'm definitely gonna flat iron my wig with my new wig stand and <laughs> I just want to say, girls, if you're like me and you're late to the wig party, come on. Come on. Come aboard. (laughs) There's one time I was at Aaliyah's house and I got hot because I'd been drinking. I just whipped off that wig. (laughs) 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 She laughed at me so hard. I'm like, I'm hot. I just literally my body temperature improved by like 10 degrees. (laughs) I mean, listen, I didn't even realize. So the first day I wore it, I didn't even realize I was hot. Until I came home and took it off. And when I took it off, it was like a whoosh of air right. to my head. And I was like, ooh, that feels good. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And back when I had stroke, struggle dreads, that's that was my jam. But now I have too many dreads Wait, and it makes well, my head hurt. <laughs> you got that hang time now, girl. <laughs> Anyways, but shout out to Weeks. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a great look. Yeah. So we thank y'all for joining us again for another week of Poor Life Decision. Yeah. We appreciate you. And Doyen, tell the people how they can talk to us. So we are always on Instagram over checking <laughs> Poor Life Decision. <laughs> one decision because we're changing them one at a time. One at a time. Uh, we are on Twitter as PLD Pod. Uh, y'all can catch me about from nine to ten, and then after that, I'm going to sleep. And I'll see y'all like five to six. <laughs> like, I am going up. to start. I'm going to start talking to y'all about these TV shows because y'all gonna talk to me. God damn it! I'm gonna start tweeting about these sh- because for one, I do tweet about shows a lot, but I tweet from my private account, and I forget that that account is private. <laughs> Please tweet her about the show so I don't have to watch it. Y'all, please talk to me. <laughs> I bet a lot of you are watching the same shows that I watch. Okay. We're going we to tweet about it. We're going to tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and always, we have um, an awesome mug and a shirt on Etsy. It's Poor Life Decision, one word again. Um, check us out. We'd love to talk to you more. Tell us what you want to talk about. Poor life decisions. Yes. Slide um, in our DM. So, you know, share. we ain't the only ones with problems. So, <laughs> the sharing time, <laughs> okay. kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if that's all, we will see y'all next week. Have a great rest of your weekend. We love y'all. Bye. Love you. Call your mom. Bye. <laughs> I should take care of these hoes cause I got these niggas. Ribs, crush them bitches off the rip. I don't think you really want to mess with me. Test me in a bitch at least.